When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Steelers training camp has provided a lot of excitement and hype for young players on the Pittsburgh Steelers. But how much of that is real and how much of that is simply hype? I'm your host, Jeffrey Benedict. Welcome to the cutting room floor. The Pittsburgh Steelers training camp is a week old now. We've seen several practices. We've seen Plenty of clips, plenty of takes, more than we've gotten the last two years, I would say, in the entire process. Access to the camp is exciting. I, I've gone on record, I, I said on my I made a Twitter post saying this, but I'm all about that. I'm all about the roller coaster right now. You're a fan. We're I'm a fan. At the end of the day, we enjoy the Pittsburgh Steelers. We're here to enjoy this. So if you're getting excited about these players, get excited about them. If you think George Pickens is going to be a superstar, think that. That's fine. If you want to have a more serious discussion about what they've shown, that's what I'm here for today. I'm excited about people, but I'm also trying to ground myself in a sense of realism, right? And there's a few key steps uh, that I find useful for doing that. We're going to go over that today, and we're going to talk about what I think we've seen and what remains to be seen with with the camp and the players and the Pittsburgh Steelers. Let's start with the quarterback chat battle. Uh, and for this quarterback battle that's currently going on, we're, we're seeing a lot of stats thrown around. And that's cool. Like, I, I love that we have people 
Steelers fans, parts of Steeler Nation out there at these training camp practices, writing down like all the information they can to give us a play-by-play and, and give us statistics on how these practices are going. But how much do stats mean in practice? Right? Does that do they mean anything? I I don't think they do. Uh, I don't I don't really think anyone truly believes they matter that much. It's a fun, cool thing. And I, I'm not going to get too hyped about it. I'm talking about this because, of course, uh, when you look at those numbers from practice, one quarterback is standing out pretty highly above the other two, and that's Mason Rudolph. In evaluating Mason Rudolph versus Mitchell Trubisky versus Kenny Pickett, this three-headed quarterback battle, I want to remind everyone of my rules for looking at camp and especially preseason football. And those heavily revolve around the three R's, my three R's. The first R is rank. Second is role. And the third is the results. For this quarterback competition, the first one is pretty much where this is going to stay. We're, we're going to stay with the first one, and that is rank. Um, Mitchell Trubisky is out there with the number ones. He's out there with the starters, the projected starters right now. Mason Rudolph is out there with the twos. Kenny Pickett with the number threes. That so far has remained unchanged. Which means the Steelers, despite these stats, despite performances, or or what we may think we're seeing at these practices, the Steelers still see this depth chart unchanged. To me, there's not a quarterback battle for the starting job until someone other than Mitchell Trubisky takes first-team snaps and Mitchell Trubisky takes second-team snaps. Until then... The Steelers are telling you who their number one quarterback is. And and I also want to make a point here that, you know, there's film of T.J. Watt picking off a pass and taking it for a pick six. You know who hasn't, you know who T.J. Watt has is not going to pick off in these drills? Mason Rudolph. Because Mason Rudolph is with the backups. And T.J. Watt is not a backup. He plays with the ones. Mitchell Trubisky plays with the ones. So Mitchell Trubisky is facing T.J. Watt. When Minka Fitzpatrick is out there, he's facing Minka Fitzpatrick. When Miles Jack is out there, he's facing Miles Jack. He is facing the Steelers' defense, Cameron Hayward, Alex Highsmith. He's facing these guys. Mason Rudolph is not. With Deontay Johnson out, Pat Fryermuth out a good bit, these passing drills aren't going to favor the quarterbacks in the first team. (laughs) And I mean, last week, I think Chase Claypool even missed time. Like, when you're down Claypool, Johnson, and and Fryermuth, and you're the quarterback going against Watt and Miles Jack and Minka Fitzpatrick, that's that's crazy. And when you consider that T.J. Watt isn't really rushing the quarterback here, like he's not sacking anybody, he hasn't tackled a quarterback yet because that's not not how you do it in practice. (laughs) You don't tackle anybody there. Um, 
he's dropping into coverage. He's doing some things. He's watching his eyes. He's trying to make plays. He wants people cheering for him. He wants to make an impression in front of the fans. You know, he's going to make these plays, and he's going to make the quarterback look bad. I, I'm i not excusing Trubisky. It's quite possible that Trubisky really is having a bad offseason right now, that he is actually bad in camp. But I don't know that. Because frankly, I don't know what the Steelers want to see from him. I don't know what they're asking from him. They're not asking him to go out there and win a game. Right? This is a practice. They could be sending him out there and saying, hey, you know what? On this series, we want you to throw to George Pickens. If he's covered or not, we want to see this guy jump up and get the ball. And he goes out there and he throws it to George Pickens, whether he's open or not. It could be another play. They're like, hey, you know what? Get some throws underneath. We want to see you You work through your progressions. We want to see you throw underneath. We want to see you test these guys. Uh, we want to test, you know, this kind. We, on this play, we want to test this thing. There are circumstances where they have focuses for these quarterbacks. It's not just go out there and play football. It's practice. They're trying to get the whole team better. So they're going to have him do things that they want him to do to, to get them the information that they want to get. Mason Rudolph, same situation. But for me, rank, role, results. Results is third. Rank is number one. So far, in the number one most important way to evaluate players on this roster, Trubisky is the number one. Mason Rudolph is the number two. Kenny Pickett is the number three. That's just how it is right now. When you see Mason Rudolph get snaps with the ones, or if you see Kenny Pickett get snaps with the two, okay, then 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 you've got something. You know that's something to pay attention to. Then until then, let's let's not overrate this. I want to move on to the rookie receivers. George Pickens is looking fantastic, and people are talking about it. Uh, Calvin Austin III had had one big play where he just ran outran everybody. There's some there's some hype building here for these young players. Looking through a lens of understanding that this is practice, right? And what's going on and that pads aren't even on yet. What matters of what we've seen so far, specifically with George Pickens? The developing chemistry and trust between Mitchell Trubisky and George Pickens, that matters. That right there matters. George Pickens making crazy catches. That's cool. It is. It's cool. And that's a good thing. It's not like, you know, dropping those would somehow be better. No, making those catches is better than not making them. But what we aren't seeing out there is in-game route running, in-game releases. We're not seeing the physicality. We're not seeing George Pickens versus legit coverage yet. Some of the plays, like there was a clip of him uh, bobbling the catch and then diving and making it. Some people pointed out, and they're not wrong. It wasn't a sharp route he ran. He didn't run a sharp route. He had an easy catch. Get away from him. You know, bobbled the ball. Came up with it anyways. And people were excited because he fought through and caught the ball, which is a good thing, better than not catching it. But at the same time, you can you can look at that in different directions and say, whoa, you know, why do you have to do that to catch that easy ball? And, you know, maybe maybe we should be talking about his lack of sharpness in running that route. Maybe that's a bigger deal. We're not going to see who these receivers really are until the games start. 
right? And that's when it's going to be turn time to watch. If George Pickens right now in rank, George Pickens is playing with the number one receivers. He's up there. That's where the Steelers want him. That's where they view him. Uh, with Claypool playing, if if Deontay Johnson's back, it looks like George Pickens, the way he ranks so far, it looks like he's number three for the Steelers. It's Deontay Johnson and Chase Claypool, and then behind them is George Pickens. That's what looks like the pecking order right now. That's a big thing. His role on the team, remember, rank role results. His role on the team is going downfield and getting the ball. The results are, when it's a jump ball, he's been coming away with them. He's been making some really good catches out there, and he's been winning 50-50 balls. Now, again, the level of physicality is not where it's going to be when the pads come on. The level of physicality once the pads come on is not where it's going to be in the preseason. The level of physicality in the preseason is not like it's going to be when the games start, right? There's a constant ramp up. And even even then, when the season starts, it's not the same level of physicality you're going to get by the playoffs, right? In a playoff game, you're going to get even more physicality. How this guy performs when... The physicality ramps up is going to be what we need to watch. And I'm not, I I know there's clips out there of him pushing people around, throwing people to the ground, blocking people, stuff like that. I know he's done that. I know he enjoys the physical nature of the game, but that's not the same as winning in the physicality that matters for a wide receiver. He's got to win getting off the line of scrimmage, right? That's something that there were mixed reviews on him in college. We're not seeing it yet. We're not seeing him face true jams, right, and get off of them. Can he? I think he can. I think he's going to be good. One of the big questions I want to see from him answer, and one of the big things that I always look for from wide receivers, is how they do uh, running their route against physical defense. Once you're in your route and you're trying to establish your lane, You've got physical contact with the defensive back, and the defensive back is trying to limit your route. How do you do at that point of the route? Uh, For me, a a great example of this one is Chase Claypool is huge. He's physical. He likes to mix it up with people. Uh, Deontay Johnson is tiny, right? He's significantly smaller than a Chase Claypool, but Deontay Johnson wins in route physicality. Once that route is being run and the cornerbacks are physical with him, Deontay Johnson wins that physicality. Chase Claypool often doesn't. It's not a matter of size. It's not a matter of strength. It's not a matter of will. It's a matter of execution and technique. And that's where we need to see George Pickens show that he can do that, that he has that kind of physicality. And we're not going to really see it until the games start. We're not going to truly see it. We're going to see glimpses. We're going to see signs of it uh, as the physicality ramps up but it is something to watch as the physicality ramps up here how george pickens does calvin austin the third this is an even bigger concern for him he is much smaller he's not the most physical player you watch him in college he when he gets physically locked up with somebody or they're physical in a route he kind of disappears they're able to kind of drive him off of it that's the kind of guy you you may have to manufacture getting the ball into him to him in space, but to be a wide receiver, to be a route running wide receiver lined up out in the line of scrimmage and not just doing gimmicky things, he's going to have to show he can do that. 
I think that's one of the reasons he fell. Because if you just look at his physical speed, his his agility, that stuff, when no one's touching him, he's off the charts. But he needs to show that physicality. Can he? Absolutely. Tyreek Hill is small. He did that. But Tyreek Hill was also a running back in college. right? He played running back. The guy was knew his physicality. He, he played physical football. Calvin Austin III, we're going to have to see about him. So for me, George Pickens is exciting. And I'm not trying to tell you not to be excited about him. I'm not trying to, to crash that party. Uh, but George Pickens has a lot left to show. My, my main takeaway from this that I want people to come away from this is certainly be excited, but be realistically excited. Understand what he's shown and what he hasn't had the chance to show yet. Because you haven't seen what he hasn't been able to show you yet, right? Like, understand that. We don't know if he breaks tackles against, you know, Steelers defenders. We don't know that. He hasn't had a chance. No one's tackling. They're not doing it. Um, So we haven't seen that yet. There's a lot of things we haven't seen. Don't think I'm being negative here, but but I want you to trust the process. Let the process work and, and let the lessons come. Let us learn more about him, you know, as we go. But by all means, be excited about it. Be excited about these young guys. Have fun with it. Uh, but when you're looking for realistic takeaways and what we know and what we don't know, understand what they've been able to show and what they haven't yet. Okay, when we come back, we're going to we're gonna talk about the rest of the positions. Those were my main two. Uh, but there's still a lot to talk about here with tight ends, uh, a lot of different positions. So stay tuned. We'll take a little break, and then I'll be back with part two of the cutting with the second half of the cutting room It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Welcome back, Steeler fans. I'm your host, Jeffrey Benedict. You're listening to The Cutting Room Floor. The Cutting Room Floor is brought to you, as always, by the Behind the Steel Curtain family of podcasts and BehindTheSteelCurtain.com. Make sure you're tuning in to all of our podcasts and checking out our website, BehindTheSteelCurtain.com, for all your Pittsburgh Steelers news takes for your Steelers fix. This is where you want to be. Right now, training camp is heating up. We're in the second week. When you're listening to this, we're in the second week. I just, I, I, it hasn't started yet as I'm recording this, but you're, we're already into it when you're listening to this. Um, a lot of excitement is going on. We talked about the quarterbacks. We talked about the wide receivers. I want to talk about one more battle uh, that's been going on, and that is inside linebackers and tight ends. These are two incredibly important positions for this Steelers team. Because inside linebackers have been were a major problem 
last year, and tight ends are looking like they could be a major strength. Pat Fryermuth has been out. He had a lower, minor lower body injury, and the Steelers have just been being cautious with it. That's smart. Uh, obviously, he's he's incredibly valuable for the season. He can miss a few practices rather than risk, you know, making a minor injury a not minor injury. In his absence, Zach Gentry has been the number one tight end, which means he's been facing off against Miles Jack. Tight ends haven't done much against Miles Jack. Miles Jack has looked really good in coverage, especially on Zach Gentry. Uh, and in one of the later practices last week for that Fryermuth missed, the defense swept the opening uh, part of seven shots. The first team defense swept the first team offense. And Mike Tomlin called out to Pat Fryermuth saying, hey, looks like they need you in there, right? He's a big loss right now. He is a big loss. He hasn't been out there. Uh, Gentry has been looking really good. The problem is he's facing Miles Jack, who has been looking fantastic in coverage. He has looked really good. Gentry's gotten the better of Jack a few times, but it's mostly in plays where the coverage is good, the ball just slips through, right? You can be in the right spot, you just don't quite get to the ball. Uh, and Gentry's made some catches there. Uh, but Miles Jack wins the lion's share of those matchups before before Pat Fryermuth went down, Zach Gentry was looking really good. But going against, you know, Miles Jack, it's a little tougher. Uh, Gentry is Gent, Gentry on uh, Devin Bush covering Zach Gentry is actually kind of funny to see because uh, Zach Gentry is ridiculously tall and Devin Bush is not. He is he is short. That's one of his main weaknesses. Uh, the inside linebackers. An interesting thing with the inside linebackers is Miles Jack and uh, Devin Bush is actually splitting some time with Robert Spillane. Devin Bush is. But when the team takes a break and goes to their special teams work, right? The first team takes a break. Everyone goes into special teams work. Danny Smith comes out, takes his guys over there. Devin Bush and Miles Jack aren't special teams guys. They go over and do individual work with Brian Flores. Uh, Chris Carter uh, got to ask uh, ask Miles Jack about that, and he said that, that Brian Flores is going over details, details on technique, details on execution, details on uh, the defenses they just ran, just really paying attention to all of the details to really get these guys squared away and ready to go. Uh, Miles Jack and Devin Bush are over there. Robert Spillane isn't. Robert Spillane plays special teams. By my own judgment standards, uh, rank, role, results. Even though Spillane is getting some snaps with the ones, Bush is the guy. Bush is the guy the Steelers want to take that over. Uh, Bush, if he gets some of his athleticism back, he was playing hurt last year, didn't get to work out in the you know before the season, didn't get to do much in training camp. He is back this year. And working on building himself back to where he used to be, uh, which was a very good linebacker. So we will see how that how that goes. But that is definitely something to watch for. That's something to follow, and it's a good sign that you're seeing Miles Jack and Devin Bush work with Brian Flores. Uh, Miles Jack and Devin Bush are sweet mates at camp. They they're spending time together, working communication, getting their their knowledge and understanding of each other, how to communicate with each other, how to relate with each other. Down, uh, they could be. 
a very good linebacker pairing. Uh, and and there, it's a good position to do the segue into the pads coming on. This week, the pads come on. Uh, and you're going to see a little bit more football. You're going to see the inside linebackers actually be able to close on a running back, right? And not worry about hitting them. You can go in and actually make contact with them. You're going to see running backs actually bursting through the line and not just walk doing basic walkthrough stuff, right? Right now, offensive line, defensive line, running backs, we got nothing on them. We don't know anything about them. They haven't seen anything. They haven't done anything because they can't. They can do walkthroughs, glorified walkthroughs, and that's it. This week, with some contact coming into it, we're going to see a lot more from the linebackers, from the running backs, and from the offensive line. This is another point I heard uh, uh, Chris Carter make that made a lot of sense because uh, James Daniels talked to him about it, and he was saying that uh, when the pads go on, it matters so much for offensive linemen because you play your opponent's pads. One of the things offensive linemen do is they control your opponent's pads. You grab their pads. Uh, you, where you place your hands is determined. It's it's all on the pads. They talk about things like pad level. Well, when you don't have pads on, it's a little harder to judge. It's a little easier to judge when you get your pads on. The offensive line is a big one to watch this week going against that defensive line. It's got a lot of talent. Uh, so far, in this, what we've seen from, from the defense is TJ Watt dominating. TJ Watt is one of those players, you take his pads off, you take away some of the physicality, uh, and his handwork and his athleticism and his awareness are still going to dominate. He's absolutely. He's going to look even better when you take away their ability to physically do stuff to T.J. Watt. He's going to look better than them. You try to put your hands on T.J. Watt, he's slapping them off. You know, he's going to back off. He's going to move into the passing lanes, jump up, bat balls down. He's going to he's going to beat you with a quick hand move, and boom, he's past you. You can't you can't bury him. Like you know, like you can't really hold him. You can't do a lot of the tricks offensive linemen do to keep T.J. Watt from getting the sack on every single play. You can't do that without pads on. You're going to see pads on. You're going to see this offensive line work. Uh, One of the great things I heard from James Daniel was he talked about the offensive linemen and how their technique had visibly improved from mini camp to training camp. Now, that's, that's a great thing in terms of their work ethic, what they did. You know, when they had their time off, they were spending it actually putting in work. It's a good sign for Pat Meyer that he's getting these guys to buy in and and do this work and that they are improving. But man, doesn't that also kind of sound like a bit of an indictment on last year's that these guys came into the off season and had room for real visible improvement in technique between mini camp and training camp. Like that's, I don't know. To me, that sounds like, like, you know, maybe the problem last year wasn't just the players, but was also the coaching. And we did have a complete turnaround in offensive line staff from last year to this year. So that's that's a big deal. A couple, actually, what was it, two years now, we've had major overhauls in, in who is coaching the offensive line in a row. So good sign. Hopefully, we're going to see with the pads on. We'll see a little bit more. Preseason, we'll see even more. And then the regular season, we'll see it for real.
that's going to be a big one. I mean, there's 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 not much bigger to judge right now on this team than the offensive line's ability to run the ball and run block and the defensive line's ability to stop the run. And part of the problem is we're going to be watching this and we may see good battles. And we might be able to say, "Woo, maybe you know, if the offensive line and defensive line are playing really good against each other, and not and and you know they're they're winning about half the share. You, you're going to look at that and be able to ask: Is this because the offensive line is good and the defensive line is good, or is it just the defensive line still isn't been solved and the offensive line isn't good? Some of this we're going to have to wait, but you're going to get to be able to see individual players perform against other individual players. Uh, you're going to see people take on Cameron Hayworth. You're going to see guys try and block T.J. Watt. You're going to get to see matchups that you know are valuable, will give you valuable information. So we will get a lot more about the offensive line coming up this week. That is a big thing to watch for. Inside linebackers, offensive line, defensive line. Uh, last thing I want to cover is the defensive backs. Defensive backs haven't been able to get that physical. Again, this week it'll improve. Uh, Minka Fitzpatrick obviously missed time. Demonte Kazi was the free safety when Minka was out last year. His backup was Trey Norwood. This year it's Demonte Kazi. Uh, Terrell Edmonds has been playing with the ones. Whether Minka's there or not, it, it's pretty clear that that Minka is your number one safety. Edmonds is your number two. Kazi is your number three. Despite you know, I've t- I've talked a lot about the the pay situation where the Steelers cap hit uh for for safety for people who can or have played safety uh on this team and who signed a contract this season there were five of them Edmonds ranks fourth and Kazi ranks fifth in cap hit this season among the guys who just signed a contract ahead of them uh Carl Joseph is ahead of them Marcus Allen's ahead of them Miles Killebrew's ahead of them and yet, these guys are our starters. It's it's an interesting era in the NFL when you're paying backups and special teamers more than your starters. But that's where we are. That's where we are, and that's the situation. Those two look like they are going to be the guys who are playing out there. This week is going to be exciting because it is a step closer to football. I feel like I'm saying this all the time, but every step we take closer to football is an exciting step. It's an interesting step. It's a step where we get to learn more, but there's still so much we won't learn even this next week. Uh, But we're going to watch. We're going to have fun seeing what we can learn and, and what we do learn. I'll be back here again this time next week to, to go over a week with padded practices and we'll talk again about, about what we've learned and what we haven't learned as we build up towards the preseason. And then we'll get to talk about what we saw in preseason games and, and who's looking good and who's and who's not. Right now, my, my players for this week, I want to kind of end my show with this, my players to watch for this week uh, is the Kendrick Green-Kevin Dotson matchup. That's huge. That is huge. Kendrick Green, Kevin Dotson matchup. They're going to be over there next to Cam Hayward a lot. Watch those guys. See what they do. Listen to what you're hearing about them. Uh, Dan Moore. 
is a big deal. How much can Dan Moore improve? How does he work in Pat Meyer's offensive line scheme and coaching? James Daniel, of course, the new guy, he's going to be facing off against whoever's on the opposite side from Cameron Hayward, who last year was a problem. <laughs> None of them were good. We've got a couple of names back. We've got a, a couple of new guys. It will be interesting to see how they perform. That's a guy, those matchups are probably going to be better seen in the preseason when they're not just facing other unknowns. Like it's hard when you don't know what James Daniels offers and you don't know what, uh, you know, Larry Ogunjobi offer this season and they're matched up against each other. It's hard to judge what you're actually getting from them. Uh, Devin Bush, Devin Bush, a big one this week. Let's, let's see how he takes on blocks. Let's see how he fills the hole. Let's see how he's moving. Um, and of course, the cornerbacks and wide receivers. Let's see how George Pickens does with a little bit more, you know, a little bit more oomph in that defense. You know, a little more physicality in those routes. When these defenders start being able to play defense against him the way they want to play defense against him, they're going to take those catches a little personal. They're going to be out there trying to stop this guy. I want to see if he is still getting it done when he's going against a Levi Wallace who can be physical with him when he's going against a Kella Witherspoon running with him. Let's see how he does with the pads on that. That will give us a, a lot more than we already have. And we already have some good stuff from him. We already have good signs from him. Let's see how much more we get. This is, this is what I'm excited for. It's, it's an exciting week and it's going to get more exciting. It's going to get better. So make sure you're staying with us. Make sure you're checking in BehindTheSteelCurtain.com, listening to all the podcasts on the Behind the Steel Curtain family of podcasts. Thank you for listening. And as always, have a great week. And let's go. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say, your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say. Your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on Chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the chumba life. No purchase necessary. BTW, void, we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions, 18 plus. 
Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW group. Void prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.